David, it's your final show. Man. My second to final show. So I felt like we should go ahead and play the lounge music one more time. I'm going to need the lounge music for my wake up alarm, you know, my personal <laughs> alarm, so I can just kind of ease into the day. Oh, don't do it. Don't tease me. Um, so I woke up this morning to a great surprise. A friend texted me that Bojangles, shout out Nada, he loves Bojangles, was handing out free biscuits in the uh, parking lot of the NASCAR Hall of Fame here in Uptown. And so I decided to bike way out of my way and get there early to grab a biscuit before I got to the studio. And there were people that were standing outside, like ushering, you know, telling people, hey, free biscuits over here, come get them. And so I bike, I turn the corner, and one of these people says, hey, you, you want a free biscuit? And I, and I don't know why, David, but I feigned surprise as if I didn't bike like a mile out of my way to get this biscuit. I was, I said, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, oh, free biscuits. Cool. Like I was so guys, weird about it. <laughs> why did I do? And then afterwards, I just felt like, why did I feign surprise about this event that I knew about? Yeah, did 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 your I Heart Biscuits T-shirt and hat tip them off at all? That you might like one, <laughs> or did you just keep that cool? Did you play it cool? It's like, what? The, yeah, she was like, "Why are you surprised? You have a fork and a knife in your hand." Oh, you already have this. You already have your honey mustard. <laughs> yeah, my bike, my bike basket was just filled with barbecue sauce <laughs> and honey mustard, and yet I feign surprise. I think it's because I, I guess I didn't feel like she would be interested in knowing that I biked, or maybe I was ashamed that I biked a mile out of my way to get a delicious Bojangles biscuit. And 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 I'm ashamed now that I was ashamed about that. Don't be ashamed. Never be ashamed about biscuits. All right, let's do this. Final show for David. We're going to get your final thoughts. We're going to talk about our bowl predictions for this uh, Hornets offseason and next season. So let's, yes. let's get into it. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're checking out all of the other Locked On podcasts on the NFL, the NBA, MLB, Fantasy Sports. LockedOnSports.com has it all for you. Check out the new website. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the Charlotte Hornets for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined for the final time by my co-host, David Walker, the man, the myth, the legend. What's going on, David? Doug, what's up, buddy? Now, we will talk again after this. We will see each other after this. We may even be on here at some point after this. We've, yes, tried, this is, we've tried to get that is, message across. that right, we, this is, right. We're not saying goodbye forever. It's just it's, it's time for a, for a new voice, a new regime, and that's, in, and that's Walker Mail, and he's going to be amazing. He's actually going to join me tomorrow for my final show as permanent host, so it'll be a good transition. We'll get to yak it up about uh, the Hornets. We're going to talk about the biggest questions we have going into this offseason. But on this show, 
we're going to do our bold predictions. We'll get the hot take machine out, see if we can reheat some bold predictions about this upcoming offseason, and we'll go over some more show memories. A few of you submitted some of your favorite memories. I have my all-time favorite thing that I produced on the show. We'll get to that in a moment as well, and we'll get David's final thoughts on the Hornets before we get out of here. But first, I thought, David, we could take this, this final time to say something very, very important, and, and that is this. We've said it a lot over the past couple of days, but I feel like it bears repeating. Donovan Mitchell was passed up by the Detroit <laughs> Pistons for Luke Kennard, and he was also traded, that pick was traded by Denver to Utah. So it wasn't just the Hornets that traded or that passed up on a player that just scored 55 points combined in his first two playoff games and NBA record. Yeah, a it's a large club. It's a large club, but I, I understand Hornets fans wanting to take ownership of that, and it's uh, <laughs> he joins a an illustrious group. He, he joins a star-studded group of, of people that could have and maybe should have been here. But yeah, Donovan Mitchell, again, and we should say again, even Donovan Mitchell would not have believed you had you told him that he would have this type of season and be performing head-to-head and besting Russell Westbrook in, in the playoffs. So just keep that in mind. And I'm, and I'm sure that'll make you feel better as he goes on to ascend and take over the league. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? I mean, that'll, that'll just, just keep that in mind. That'll I won't be here to tell you, but just keep that in mind. Certainly make you feel better, as it's mentioned. <laughs> but that's the thing. I feel like maybe this is just my Charlotte bias because I cover this team, but I feel like no other team – gets mentioned in the passing up Donovan Mitchell like the Charlotte Hornets do. They are a magnet for this kind of take. In fact, I was reading an article the other day on the Boston Celtics and Terry Rozier, who is uh, in for the injured Kyrie Irving and having a fantastic series against the Milwaukee Bucks, really outplaying that Bucks point guard, uh, Eric Bledsoe. Who? Who? Right. Who, who's that? I don't know. Never. There you go. You got a final Nick laugh. You earned, you earned that one. You earned that one. That was yeah. a good one. Uh, so I'm reading this Rozier article, and I'm thinking, surely, David, surely they will not mention Frank Kaminsky, the pick, oh, yes. Charlotte passing up the, quote, godfather offer, unquote, from Danny yeah. Ainge, certain which Terry Rozier would have been, or he was selected with a pick Select, that right. was, was included in that uh, so-called offer. It's like, certainly this article... Well, yes, it did. It it's, it it mentioned it. It went through the whole certainly, thing. Went through the whole did, thing. Certainly, we've mentioned that before. Yeah, certainly they will pass up that, but no, no, they, they will never miss an opportunity to do that. Did they mention the picks of the players that are no longer in the league, or no. did they just mention the players that are are balling out in the play? No, okay, just okay. Yeah, just none the of, players. The just, just the, the players that are doing well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. All right. We're that's gonna... <laughs> bold prediction for me. That won't change. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just yeah alright let's take a short pause we'll come back we're going to have some bold predictions we're going to get bold on the Charlotte Hornets offseason and upcoming season you're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thoughts on the news about Cody Zeller's injury? That's a tough one, man. I mean, what the f***? Yeah, dude. Uh-oh. 
He's just injured, man. It's, it's okay. okay. It's Look, just, you know, he's injuries just happen. To deal with an injury. He didn't want <laughs> to get injured, okay, David? But, but, uh, Sorry, guys. I just had someone jump out in front of my vehicle. That's uh, That was understand. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As long as we're reliving great show <laughs> memories, that was one of my favorites. I think it goes down in the Hall of Fame as, uh, you know, we avoided tragedy. We avoided uh, traffic. We avoided um, runners on the street. So, yeah, Ruining the lives one. of America's youth. <laughs> yes. We avoided a lot of things on that Don't day. Don't turn your back on me. And uh, But we kept the takes hot. That's mm-hmm. the important part. We didn't, we didn't let the takes go cold. We never do on this show. That's why we have the hot take machine to help us out. We're going to make some bold predictions here, David. What is your first bold prediction? Actually, I'm going to take, here's a regular uh, prediction. I'm going to run it through the hot take machine, and then uh, we'll, we'll come out the other side and see what you have. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, you okay, listen, listen, the boy, listen the I'm going to listen. listen. I'm going to listen. All right, Doug. Things are looking up for the Hornets, especially now that you and I are signing off from full-time daily coverage. As a result, the Hornets will get a top three pick in this summer's draft. Congratulations. Woo! Top three. That's bold. Not bold. You yeah. just say the number one overall pick. They're, they will get the number one overall pick and probably pass up on a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> well, yeah, I had a second part of that. Part two. Part two. They will get a top three pick. Trade back to pick up two later First round picks and select Theo Pinson and Joel Berry from the University of North Carolina. There you go. Now one last Carolina joke. There, Doug. Well, just give it time. Just give it time. <laughs> all right, here's my bold prediction. Well, first of all, let's feed a just a standard run of the mill prediction into the the certified hot take machine nine thousand. He goes up the lever and into the bat. This season, the Hornets will rebrand as the Carolina Heelnets. Oh, my God. That's it. That is what everyone is afraid of, Doug. It could happen. It could very well happen. Are are you surprised Kenny Smith has not been mentioned in in Hornets talks? He's getting interviews now in New York, among other – well, just New York right now. I'm glad you brought this up because I sort of forgot to bring it up in the Jerry Stackhouse conversation that we had yesterday. But to me, the Kenny – now, if Kenny Smith were to be mentioned with the Charlotte Hornets, I think then you have a legitimate gripe because Kenny Smith has no previous head coaching – I don't know if he was an assistant after he retired before he got into. I don't uh, think so. I don't think so either. Not like above, like, you know, AAU or something. I don't don't even know if he did that, but I don't think so. But when you're talking about pedigree, he has zero. It would be a great Nixian move in in the same vein as hiring Derek Fisher. Like, if that feels right. But if so, that's what I'm saying. Like, Jerry Stackhouse went to UNC. Yes, that is fact. Okay. We understand that. It's true. But at the same time, do you want the Charlotte Hornets? to pass up on a good young coach opportunity just because of the college that he went to. I'm not sure. I think there are a lot of people no. on Twitter and Instagram that would, would say yes. Please, just <laughs> just hire David Fisdale. Just do it. Just right now, call him up, give him a hire. Just tell him he's coaching here. Uh, and yeah, don't, don't, a, a ask. Don't, don't ask. Don't hire. Just tell don't him. offer. Just say, Fizzy, 
I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Be there at seven thirty. The Fister. All right, you got another bowl prediction? Oh yeah, all right, I let's, do. Let's no, uh, let's hold on, hold on. All right, all right. You've only been doing this for five years. It's only your final show, but you still have to follow the rules. We still have to take the prediction and put it in the machine. That's a good one. The Hornets will host the 2019 All-Star Game in Uptown at Spectrum Arena, Doug. And your All-Star Game MVP will be Kimball Walker. I like it. So yeah, another All-Star. But, but... Uh, actually, I want to follow that up with with my own bold prediction. Yeah, do it. Kimba Walker might be the MVP of the All Star Game, but he will not be a Charlotte Hornet next season. David, he Ouch. will be a Phoenix Sun. Oh. This is a reference to yesterday's show when I discussed Steve Clifford having conversations with Phoenix Suns, with the Phoenix Suns. No, just with just with Phoenix's just with Phoenix just with Phoenix's just with their, Suns. Their their Parks and Recreation Division. Uh, no, I, so if if Steve Clifford becomes coach of the Phoenix Suns, then I think all of a sudden that to me that signals that Phoenix wants to get better, and then all of a sudden I think there are some players that Steve Clifford might bring to Phoenix in the same way. Look at what what's happening in Minnesota or what happened in Minnesota. Tibbs goes to Minnesota. Suddenly, Jimmy Butler's there. Suddenly, Derrick Rose is there. Suddenly, Taj Gibson is there. All players that played under Tibbs in Chicago because Tibbs, Tibbs is a system guy. And, and Tibbs needs system players. Clifford is a system guy as well, and Clifford needs his system players. Part of the problem with his tenure in Charlotte is that they stopped giving him his system players and started drafting and acquiring players who could not play defense. So maybe yeah. players like Marvin Williams, players like Nick Batum, players like Kimball Walker. Could they work out? So now I'm going, I'm going hypothetical to the hypothetical, right? Hypothetically, the Phoenix Suns hire Steve Clifford, and then hypothetically, Steve Clifford would want to make moves for former players in Charlotte. So we're getting, I'm glad that on this final show between you and I, we're getting as highly speculative as we possibly could get. Yeah, I like it too. And that was going to be one of them. I'll take an offshoot on that. I think someone from the core, now the, the, the core that I thought of this team has always been the Cody, MKG, Kimba core. I would throw Batum, Marvin, and Dwight in there uh, lately. But I, someone, if not two people from that core, will be shipped out in some form or fashion. Uh, obviously trade, I guess, this offseason. I, I just have a feeling Mitch, you know, he's making some moves where he can. If he's if he sees an opening to pull the trigger on on a, on a big move, which he's been known to do in the past, uh, that would be my bold prediction that somebody's going to be out of here. Yeah, but we know that cleaning house on this roster is oh, going sure. to be uh, like 10 times more difficult yeah. than cleaning house in the analytics department. No doubt. Because he just went down the hall and said, guys, pack your bags. Out of here, nerds. <laughs> and they didn't fight back at all. They just went. <laughs> take your take, take your take your calculators. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
but you can't do that with the roster, David. Is the, no, is the point? No, you can't. No, you, they have they have contracts and they have a they have a union. Okay, uh, so that's it for bold predictions. Hope you enjoyed it. We're gonna come back and talk about some more favorite show memories. This is the final show for David. My final show is tomorrow with uh, Walker Mail. And then uh, next week, we ring in the new era of Locked On Hornets. So you better listen. You better support this show on Patreon, patreon.com slash L-O-H, because we've got a lot of great stuff coming up on this show the next few weeks and this crazy offseason that we have to cover. Probably it's going to be the craziest offseason that we've seen, I think, in quite a while. That's another bold prediction. And I think that uh, it, it will be one of the more important off-seasons in Charlotte Hornets history. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Hornets. Our boys got to go Cobra Kai. We got to go 80s villain defense. Grow a goatee. Do the uh, gladiator stab them real quick in the ribs before the game. Have an Eastern game. European accent. Only. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I didn't even notice this, David, when I decided to open the show with Donovan Mitchell talk, but someone replied to someone else on Twitter in a conversation with uh, one of our tweets during draft workouts, during the last set of draft workouts, and it it was me tweeting, Head coach Steve Clifford and Donovan Mitchell chat one-on-one after the Hornets' third draft workout. And that, my friends, deserves the sad music. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> so so they dug that up and retweeted it, like, last night? That's some hustle, because that's... Uh, unless they just had that link. Maybe they are so sad by it, so depressed by it, that they have that link just hanging out on their desktop. Respect. Yeah, they dug that one out of the out of the trash bin. Yeah. Speaking of digging things out of the trash bin, our listeners have come through and uh, given some of their favorite moments from this show's history. Danny on the chat one more time on the show saying all of the limericks were his favorite moments. Oh, those were fantastic. David yeah. hated those. I would just say that. <laughs> David was not a fan of the limericks. I definitely pushed the limericks hard on this show. Uh, the great music hit for that as well. All of the Steve, Bob, and Nada appearances. Yeah, I mean, we for had sure. great we had great teammates here. Steve, Bob, Nada, Claire uh, doing her hits. Uh, those were fantastic. And, of course, uh, producer Kurt, I mean, with all of the, the drops oh, that he man. contributed to this show. I mean, he was an amazing part of this show as well. The 2015 and 17 live draft shows. Yeah, those are yes. great. Those were chaos and and even though uh, they all were just weird in terms of of what happened during them, uh, it was it was fun to do those as well. And then all of the holiday episodes where you compared players to foods. Yes, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think that's one that I forgot. Like our Thanksgiving episodes were always my favorite because Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and we would always yeah. do the the Thanksgiving feast of NBA players. That was great. The starting lineup for your plate. Those were good ones. The the draft night shows was was definitely on my list too. There was, I guess, it was maybe the first one, or maybe it was that 2015 draft where we were, everything just got a little cloudy at the end. It just went on <laughs> went on forever. Was that the which one was that, Doug? Was that the which one? Well, went we on went forever? well, we went was way it? long on because we had the the pick at the bottom of the first round in in yeah. 2015. 
that's we we went very long on that draft, and then 2017 we quit after the after the monk pick. We gave some thoughts on there, so that was our favorite. Well, and we learned the 2017 draft. We learned that you can't stay on the air that long. That's um, right. You just you just start to to you know get hazy and and fall asleep. Uh, so uh, F and Nick, one of our favorite listeners, uh, emailed in some of his favorite moments. Number one, when Doug introduced David with something something to the effect of the only guy to have a bigger foot fetish than Rex Ryan. <laughs> so yeah, oh, we man. used to do the intros, and I used to intro you with something clever, and then I realized I can't come up with something clever five days a week. It's just not. <laughs> we, we have a show every day. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Uh, number two, the first time you had Steve Bob on with you two, I can't tell you exactly what was said, but I just remember laughing nonstop for thirty minutes. And then uh, number three, when you read my first iTunes review, and then any comment of mine you chose to read, still the only podcast to ever read anything of mine, I must be easy to get loyalty. <laughs> and we don't think we don't appreciate it. Oh, no, that's the thing. Like, we loved getting uh, you guys involved in, in everything that we did because, honestly, like any success that we had uh, came from you guys. So the only reason Locked On accepted us into the fold is because they saw what a loyal – uh, following that we had and a following that I'll say, I look across the network and even some of the the bigger markets, the Bostons and the New Yorks, I'll put our our listener base and our following up against theirs any day of the week in terms of how much they interact, in terms of how funny they are, in terms of how intelligent they are about basketball, how reasonable they are with their analysis. I, I'll take our fan base um, over over any of those any day and and I'm so happy that you guys have been a part of this show and I'm even happier that I know deep in my heart that you will continue to be a fan of this show and continue to listen and support uh, what we've done here because as David said at the top of the show we're not done we're stepping away as permanent hosts but we're going to, going to be around this show going to still be uh, invested in its success because we truly believe that this show can provide something to Charlotte Hornets fans that they really can't get anywhere else. And that's that combination of fun, but also in-depth analysis and reasonable analysis that you're not going to get from SportsCenter. I'll say it's tough for radio to deliver that to you too, because listen, they got to talk Panthers. They got to talk ACC. They got to talk Davidson sometimes. We never have to talk Davidson. That's the sort of the beauty of what we do here. We never have to talk Davidson. But so what we do here is special, and uh, I know it's going to continue under Walker Mail as well because he's really passionate about it. But now it's time, David, to get to my all-time favorite thing that I've ever produced for this show. You don't even know what this is. Oh, boy. I'm so this, excited. We're reaching all the way back to 2015. We were just young kids, young pups making pods. Just podding out there. Here it is. All right, David, uh, heavy hearts here in the studio. We mentioned earlier that the unfortunate consequence of signing Elliott Williams is that the Hornets were forced to waive Gennaro Pargo. He meant a lot to the organization. He meant a lot to us for the excitement that he brought every time he hoisted and made a heavily contested three-point shot. In that spirit, for this week's one last thing, we lift one up and pour one out for the man, the myth, the legend that inspired the hashtag free Pargo. Oh, that's where it started. You're free now, Gennaro. The man, the myth, the legend. You're free now. I will remember 
Chicago turns, fires a three. Yes! Mm. That was a tough one. Pargo, the quick release. That's a three. That's a long two. No conscience. He just comes in and does what he does best. Cargo for three out front, that may change. All he needs is half a clean look, and he's going to let it go. <laughs> and he's been very accurate. Bobcats by two and the ball. Cargo on three. Wow. Nine points. I like that guy. Three away from Gennaro Pargo. Not happy. Pargo said, I'll get these three back for us myself. Rolling. That was acrobatic. Gennaro Pargo able to hit. Just add agua. He'll take the three. 20 for the year. One of the best calls in Bobcats. Standing his ground. Deep three. Pargo nails it. Wow. Big, big shot by Gennaro Pargo. Fargo time. It's a three fest. <laughs> I hope it didn't take away from the emotional significance of that, that I was finishing my Bojangles biscuit <laughs> during that entire segment. <laughs> it was segment. only proper, I think. All right. Man. So let's, I think we got to just end it there. Or actually, I want to get your, <laughs> no, okay. I want to get your, <laughs> it would have been appropriate to end it there, but I do, I, I want your final Hornets thoughts. I did promise those. I want your final Hornets thoughts before you sign off. Absolutely, Doug. And I intentionally did not work on anything prior because I figured, <laughs> I figured, why start now? All right. Well, I started the last show. Um, but I, I, the Hornets are a team unlike any other in the NBA, Doug. We say it all the time. They're the only team with the greatest player ever running their front office, running their organization. They're the you only know who's team. Good at basketball. That's right. Michael Jordan. <laughs> They're the only team that has reclaimed, has 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 moved, has re, re come back, reclaimed the city, has taken one name, has worn NASCAR uniforms, oh, has, yes! has reclaimed a brand and a name and relaunched twice and gone back in history and 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 revamped it. And they're the only team we've ever covered, Doug. And uh, I have enjoyed every second of it, most seconds of it, at least. And I did just want to shout out and give thanks again to all the listeners, all the folks that have tuned in to us, all the folks that got up early on Sunday and watched us on TV, all the folks that continue to communicate with us through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Please keep us in your mind as Hornets game go on. We'll be continuing to talk to you guys there. All the awesome guests we've had, Doug, the special guests from in and out of town, giving us a wider look at the NBA and Charlotte as a whole. Our awesome sponsors this week, uh, this year, Doug, Discover Charlotte, Discover CLT on Instagram, Night Residential, and of course, our buddy Alan over at Frame Warehouse. And lastly, I wanted to thank a few people, Doug, here, our friends, and especially our families, uh, Doug. You know, we've done this every day, every morning for the last three years or so. And that takes a lot of help from the folks in our households 
to put up with us, to get us out the door, to get themselves out the door, to get smaller people out the door sometimes. So a big thanks to everyone who's helped us get up and be on the air in the morning so you guys can listen to us throughout the day. And lastly, Doug, a big thanks to you, buddy. I was uh, writing for At The Hive, formerly Rufus on Fire, doing some blog posts, doing some game recaps, was getting ready to transition out of that when you moved back here. And it all all made sense to jump on the air with you and to do this Hornets podcast. And I'm so glad we did it. I'm glad we'll keep going and be involved. But again, just thanks to you, bud, for bringing me on board and shepherding me along the way, producing me, putting up with my schedule quirks, and allowing me to drive through the streets of Charlotte and talk to you and talk Hornets. Well said. Excellent stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. David. Yeah, man. That took, uh, that took a long time. I, I know now why I interrupted you during our entire <laughs> That's right. One last interruption <laughs> for the fans. No, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And thanks to everyone for listening uh, to this edition of Locked on Hornets. We're going to be back tomorrow with Walker Mail. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. That was a fantastic show. I mean, it really we're, was. We're going to close it's, it's, out. You know what? Let's run it back. We should have done, yeah, done that every time.